from your responses. Amen. Look at that. Thanks, Brian. I appreciate the live free uh, excitement. <laughs> Amen. Well, guess what, y'all? We had an amazing week this week. Boy, the kids went, youth went to camp. It took us hours to get there. Amen. Their driver, he was grumpy. No, he wasn't. He's never grumpy. <laughs> no, but it, it was amazing. We went, we got all the way up there on, uh, on Sunday night. And we got, to, we got to sit in for the last service at the home church, and it was amazing. We got youth, people got words of confirmation on that Sunday night. And then Monday morning, after bagels and spiders, people got up to go, right? Yeah, there, there's spiders in Colorado, y'all. There's a lot of spiders in Colorado. The, the girls were tripping out, amen? They were tripping out. But it was, we had bagels and spiders on Monday morning. But guess what? We got up to summer camp, and God just moved on these youth lives, amen? God just moved. We've seen people get set free from all kinds of garbage, amen? Because we serve a mighty God who is strong, who is able, amen? Amen. Well, I tell you what we're, what we're going to do this morning. Who likes a good testimony? Who gets excited about some testimonies? All right, there it is. Amen. So we're going to open up this morning like we always do every year. We're going to get some testimonies of what God did in, 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 in the youth lives uh, this last week. Amen. Amen. Uh, do we have any volunteers? Who's going first? All right. Let's go Tori. All right. Let's give it up for Tori as she comes down. Let's get both twins. All right. The Star Twins are here. Okay, first of all, I lost my voice. So if you can't understand, please ask me to repeat myself, okay? So, my camp leader this year said that if we had nothing to pray about, we write down a list of people we want to pray for. I think we wrote a list of what we were thankful for. And so my friends, the entire week were on my heart because one's a Catholic who prays to the saints. One's an atheist who always fights me about religion. One can't decide between God and science. And then my other friends, I don't even know about how they feel about it. And so, one night, we were with our cabin leaders after Pastor Mario had preached. And we were to tell everyone what we want to do, who we want to pray for, and, like, what we wanted. I love writing, so I want to write about God, and I want other people to have access to it. And then I told them that my friends are bad influences on me, even though I love them to death. And then I want friends who go to church and who believe the same thing as me, but I'm afraid to not have any friends. And so the entire week, I cried after every service silently, praying that my friends would go to church actually become believers because <laughs> I don't want to go to school every day with the knowledge that 
I have no friends, and I'm an outcast again. And I actually admit to myself that I pushed away my first friends because I felt like the world was against me when my brother was sick. And I admitted that to myself, which was hard because at that stage, I had convinced myself that they had abandoned me. And I always felt abandoned because my brother, he got the attention because he was sick. He was in the hospital. And even today, my parents are always on top of him when he forgets to take his pills. And when they first found out that I felt abandoned, they sent me to a therapist which didn't help. And every day that I was talking to the therapist, I always told myself that my parents care, but they don't care enough to actually listen to me myself. They sent me to a shrink to talk about it, and that hurt even worse. And so the entire week, God told me over and over again, I am with you. I will always be with you. I got a lot from God this week, actually. Um, um, yeah, they still get on my case or get to take those medicines, man. They, uh, they're always on me. Um, well, uh, first thing I guess I want to talk about is just start from the beginning, um, Tuesday night. Um, I think it was just the most powerful service of the whole week. We could have left Wednesday morning and... I, I mean, it was just so powerful for me. I got touched so much. Uh, Pastor Mario, he preached on yokes of bondage and how, you know, like, um, he talked about elephants, how they chain them up. Like, when they're really young, they give them, like, small chains that can hold them. And so they keep that on them their entire youth lives. So when they're adults, they can have that same small chain on them and the elephants won't break free. And so really, um, I, you know, I like to think I don't have anything, you know, big, but I do, it's bad, you know what I'm saying? I, I just, but even then you, ha even the little things, the smallest things, even, you know, thoughts right now, you know, it, you may not be controlled by whatever it is, but if you keep indulging in that, or if you keep feeding that part of you instead of your spirit, then, You'll, you'll get controlled by that. So I really, from that, I just learned that I just need to keep myself in check. I just need, whenever that comes into my life, I just need to push that aside and, and uh, just stay away from it. So, yeah. Um, the next thing is uh, also kind of like friendships. I, I have friends at school, plenty of them. They're just not living for God. Um... Which, which is sad because, uh, I mean, one of them is going into the military. Kind of a scary thought. He doesn't have Jesus. Um, so one thing, uh, I think God is just going to let me have a lot more Christian friends. And when I say Christian, I mean my school, our school is it's like half Christian, half Mormon. But <laughs> when, when I see the guy that told me he was Christian, when I try to talk to him about it, you know, trying to dip outside of the class, you know, putting a wad in his mouth, you know, I, I tend not to want to believe that, you know, I, 
I can't be friends with him. I'm not, I don't believe, you know, I, I can't. So I really, I really need more Christian friends at school. And I need to talk to the friends that I do have. And either, you know, you know, stay away from them because they are bad influences. And, you know, love them still. I'm trying to give them Jesus. All right, y'all, just start coming up one at a time. Who's next? Parker. All right, hi. Um, so over the week, or okay, so before camp, I was expecting to go and maybe just get a little bit out of it like I do every year. And I got like so much more than I thought I would. And I think it was either Tuesday or Wednesday night after service, uh, Pastor Mario had everyone sit down and pray just for themselves or for others. And so I got, I don't know, I just got touched to go pray for people and pray for, like, the younger kids that were there. Because I know, like, especially in the past, like, month or two, for me, I've been struggling in life. And it's just been hard, so I just wanted to pray for them and their lives. And um, I think after that night, me and my friend Landon, who's Pastor Mario's son, we uh, sat outside the chapel and we just talked for like an hour and a half after service. While everyone was like playing volleyball, we just talked about like how much we've screwed up in life, how much like we have an impact on others. And he apologized for uh, um, like being, being a bad example to me over the years, how he hasn't been like the best example he could be towards me and that I should probably fix myself to be an example for my brother as well, because he, I know he looks up to me. And uh, over the, and then over the next few days, I just learned that no matter what we go through, no matter like what we've done, no matter what we will do, God is always there for us. And that, like, I've never like really felt depression like ever in my life, no matter what I've gone through, because I've always known like there's someone there watching me, someone there that cares for me, someone there that loves me, and just there as a, like as a youth group. Like, all 120 of us were all there for each other. And we, at the end of camp, we all got our numbers. Like, we all, like, we're all in contact with each other. And we all have someone praying for one another. Like, in the prayer room, I've prayed for everyone in my cabin. And I will until next year, until I have new cabin mates. Because I know just living with them for a week, I know their struggles. I know their pain. I know what they've gone through. And so it really touches me that we have someone, like, that we can just be with and be close to. And to share our pain, share our struggles. Jojo, see this. So I went to camp knowing that I was going to receive from God, but I didn't know it was going to be so amazing. The devil has a plan to destroy you at a really young age. Even when friends are against you, you have to know you have to stick up for God. For instance, on Wednesday night, he preached about loyalty and being loyal to God. And it was, for me, it was the most powerful night. After service, we had everyone sit in little groups and pray for each other. And God really set me free and he touched me. He also preached about looks. They're deceiving. God looks at the heart and what's in the heart and men look at the outside. 
Looks are really deceiving. With God, it's all or nothing. You have to be, you have to give God 100%, not 99.9, not 55, not 50. Christianity is 100%. With Jesus, it's all or nothing. I've been set free. Be bold with the things of God. Comparing each, when looks are deceiving, comparing each other should be avoided at any time in any way, shape, or form. And yeah, I've been set free from the things that I've done. Who has it gone? Ryan, Stoney, Susie. All right, just all three of you guys come up real quick. Kiana, where are you? You're hiding. <laughs> come on up here. Uh-huh. Yeah, come on. Or you going to sit down, huh? Y'all just going to keep hiding until I caught y'all up here. Come on, Kiana. First of all, I'm like really blessed to be able to even go to camp. Um, Elena gave me the opportunity to go and experience it since I've never been to a camp. Um, and I, I feel like I really needed it. Before camp, I was um, really dry and bitter. Just, just going through the motions and I felt like I had, I've done too much, I've seen too much. <laughs> but I know God set me free from, from all my mind battles and all the things I struggle with. I know I have worth in God and I know I'm, I'm, worth, I'm worth something. And I know everything that I, I, I was thinking about is from the devil and and it was just amazing to experience everything and just have those friendships. And in in my cabin, I felt like we all had something in common, and um, a lot of us didn't grow up with dads. So we all struggled with that. And we all, and on Wednesday night, I felt like that was really powerful, just praying for each other. And I felt like we, we all left that there. And I don't know. It was awesome. <laughs> Um, no. <laughs> okay. Uh, before I went to camp, I was so nervous because 
I didn't know what kind of camp it was. I was nervous because uh, I didn't know what kind of people was there or are gonna be. And um, it all turned out pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> I'm nervous, <laughs> okay? <laughs> yeah. And um, in my cabin, I was with Susan. And you get to know different girls and with different struggles than yours and people that have been through a lot more than you have been and to get to see how strong they are and that they're still there on their feet it's amazing and I've been through a lot too in different ways and um, I know that God has always been by my side. He has blessed me, uh, blessed me, I don't know, a lot. And um, I think it was on Wednesday night that Pastor Mario preached about um, chains. It was Tuesday, Wednesday night. And um, I think that really touched me in different ways and Destiny was there for me she was by my side and I don't know I've been in two Christian camps and this was totally different this, the experience was totally different you can really feel like Jesus have that Jesus is there with you and um, it was really good to see all the youth got touched by the Holy Spirit and everything and um, it was really good First of all, I'm set free again now. Yeah. I actually had two favorite sermons that really touched me. The first one was Thursday night. The title was Climbing Branchless Trees. And it, what it talked about was pride. I really struggled with pride, especially at school. I hung out with people who followed me, and instead of being a light, I, I was like the world. In John 15, 1, it says, I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that, that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. You already, you already clean because of the world which I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I, in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself. Unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. And that showed me automatically that I might be saved, but I, I do not bear fruit, so I was useless. God showed me this week that I need to talk to him and let him be in control. Without him, we would not be here. Second message was on Friday that really touched me. It was courage with your walk. 
it was saying how God wants it all, how God wants it all, and we need to be 100% committed to Him. We need to stand up for God instead of denying Him. At school, I realized I don't talk to my friends about my faith enough, and I'm going to work on that. But at camp, God touched my heart. My grandma died in 2012, and my dad said I had the same heart as her. I was thinking to myself, I wanted to keep it. Through the years, I have lost him. I just prayed and prayed that I would get it back. And it what just sounded in my life the most <laughs> was that Jesus gave his life and, for me and I could I couldn't even give him five minutes of my life. <laughs> and my attitude towards my parents, terrible. <laughs> and they worried and sacrificed a lot. They always stress out about school and everything. And God just sent me for you this week. And I'm grateful. I'm back. I forgot something. Um, so I think Thursday they talk about dating. And I'm 17, so I'm kind of like looking into that. <laughs> and uh, I'm not going to lie, I'm kind of girl crazy. I think Ryan is too. Yeah. So, um, and they talked about, like, or, like a lot of the leaders there, like uh, my leader, Joel, Stephen, and then the youth leader who ran the camp, uh, Josh Collins, all of them have, like, they're all best friends that have been going to church for, like, ever together. And they, like, grew up in ministry. They were ushers together. They were, like, youth leaders together. And uh, they all married, like, the women that, like, are their best friends. And, uh, like, that's always something, like, I'd always wanted to be, like, marry my best friend and, like, have kids, like, two kids and, like, be in a home that, I don't know, like, that's, like, I don't know, I, like, I always think about that, and I'm 17, which is weird, <laughs> and uh, so they were talking a lot about that, and uh, they all got, a, or Thursday, they got all the guys together, and uh, we went to, like, a campsite, like, a campfire with, like, benches all around and stuff like that, and they talked about uh, dating and how we should, like, set standards for like, when we, when we go out, like, what, like, the man's supposed to decide, like, how far you're supposed to go, and that there's always a limit to what you should do, and um, that as a man, you're supposed to set those limits, and then, you, like, it's not up to the woman to decide, you don't both, like, go, so what do you want to do, you want to do this, this, uh, you're supposed to decide as a man to do what, or, like, make the decision that the relationship's going to be like, and, uh, shut up, Robert, don't laugh at me. And uh, yeah, and then uh, I was when I was talking to my friend Landon, I was telling him that I was scared to come back because there everyone's so f fire for God that it's like a haven, like it's your own personal bubble of just loving God, and that when you come back, you're gonna have to deal with hardships, that you're gonna have to deal with the world, deal with the life that you're living, and like just 
come back knowing that there are going to be struggles, but there, there's nothing. Like, you're always on fire. You're always loving God. Like, there's no, there's no pain. There's no one trying to, like, pull you down. Everyone's encouraging. So I was like, I just want to stay there, like, forever. But I can't. I have to come back. So... Okay, so uh, on Wednesday night, I think it was, we were uh, we were all praying at the altar, and Pastor Mario stopped for a second. He was talking to people, like, like he had a feeling that like things were going through their lives, and he called me and Parker both out. He said two months previous before camp, he had a feeling that our priorities were off, and uh, I completely agree with that because uh, I wasn't happy. I wasn't glad to go to church. I wasn't really, like, excited to serve God. And after camp, now I feel like I'm re-energized. I'm excited to go out and work for God. And, yeah. The camp was really amazing. I'm really thankful for Pastor Mario and all the counselors that were there. And they all really touched their lives. That's it. good it's so okay okay first of all we got this is what we got at camp i'll explain in a second he gave us like little pieces every day and okay the ring is everlasting ring and um the little like i don't know what it's called because i don't know tools but little like stem thing is you and then uh, this little piece is loyalty then humility salvation and courage and he put them all on here because that was basically like the sum of the whole week and what we needed okay so there to that I don't need that anymore okay um I don't even know where to start camp was amazing it was awesome from the beginning to end um praise and worship was one of my favorite parts because everybody just lets loose and during praise, everybody would jump and just be so excited. During worship, everybody would have their eyes closed, just worshiping God. Nobody cared about who was around. We didn't care what time it was. We just praised and worshiped God. It was, it was like heaven. Um, and actually, even by the second night, my arms right here and here on both arms, they were sore because of lifting my hands so much. And I was like, that's cool. <laughs> um, okay, and so my cabin, I think God puts the people that you need in your cabin. So... It was all him, all the people in my cabin. We were pretty much going through the same thing that, I mean, how can I be forgiven? I've done so much, and I don't understand how I could be forgiven, you know? I know, we know, we were all talking about, we know it's forgotten, but the devil tries to bring it back, tries to bring your past back, but you just got to shut him down, you know, and say it's forgiven and it's forgotten. And we were all going through that, and we all talked, so that really helped. And um, my favorite night was Wednesday night. It was awesome. The altar calls are always my favorite part because that's when everybody just pours out their hearts and God just fills you up so much. So um, that Wednesday night, I he told us to go and just pray by ourselves. And so I went off to the side and I prayed by myself. And um, all of a sudden, I felt like going to pray for someone. So I'm not going to say any names, but I just went and prayed for someone. And, you know, we just cried together. And this is the night that God really just fulfilled the desires of my heart, and it was amazing. After I prayed for her, this um, one little girl, she's precious. 
she came up to me, she's like 12. and really fulfilled the desires of my heart and it was great and I just isn't okay Parker and Ryan have been on my heart forever 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 and I find just this camp I just seeing them raise their hands and really I could see a difference and I just want us all to keep on and to not let that die because it's amazing and we can really make a difference so thank you I get choked up listening to the testimonies of what God does in the teenagers when they can put away a week put away the distractions put away everything that's pulling them to the world and just focus on God it's amazing what, what it's like when they come out of there You know, we're living in a day where, where good is called bad and bad is called good. We see it everywhere. We have legalized homosexuality. We have abortion and selling of body parts. We see people get murdered on the news every day. Everybody has problems. And it's almost like the devil spends so much time pulling us away and away and away. And it's almost like if you imagine a boxer just getting jabbed slowly and they die off slowly, 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 slowly. And before you know it, the church is silent. The church is quiet. But all we need is the move of God. All we need is a move of God to wake up the church, to go back out there and get people saved. You know, I keep, I keep hearing that it's over. America is falling apart. And hey, this is just the way it is. I don't believe it. I don't believe this is the end. We're not going to end like this. You know, because Joel 2, what it says, it says, I will pour out my spirit. 
I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. And I believe God's going to do that. I believe he's going to use the youth of today. I believe he's going to use the church. And we can't sleep anymore. We can't sleep anymore. We can't stay here. Why are people out? Not going to heaven. That's ridiculous. We have to stand as a church. We have to seek God this morning. God has called us to evangelize. He says, go out to the nations. He's called us to reach souls. And we're not going to stand around and wait for the end to come. Esther chapter 4. When Mordecai is talking to Esther, saying, go stand before the king. And she's, she's worried. She has to make a choice between losing her life at that moment when she stands before the king and is not pardoned or giving her life all the way that her people will not perish. And she made a decision. And she walked and she said, if I perish, I perish. This morning we need people that will say, if I perish, I perish but I'm going to answer the call of God I'm going to quit being lazy I'm going to quit throwing in the towel I'm going all the way with Jesus this morning where are our priorities church let our priorities be on God and see soul saved I want to see my brother saved I want to see my dad saved I went to Africa, saw all my childhood friends and they're alcoholics. I want to see them saved. I want to see Denton saved. And this morning, as we're in here, we need a fool. We need a fire of God. I want to ask this morning, if anybody's sick in this place, I want you to know the spirit of God is here and God's going to heal you this morning. Is anybody sick? Why don't you come on down here and God's going to heal you this morning. If you need a breakthrough from God, come on down here. God's going to touch you this morning. Anybody here? Well, amen. I believe that we're all healed. Well, i tell you what we'll do then. I want to ask one question. How many in this place could say, hey, you know what? I want to be honest. I'm not saved this morning. If, and if I died, I'm not sure I'll make it to heaven. How many can say, that's me. Would you pray for me? I want to be saved this morning. I want, I want, I want what Jesus has for me. How many in this place could say, that's me? Amen. And I believe we're all saved this morning. So what we're going to do is we're going to party like we're in heaven. Why don't we just come on down, grab this altar, and just seek God. And let's pray for this nation this morning.